For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in third and final hour here on Thursday. And room for you at 508-996-0500. You can also send those app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send those open line voicemail messages via the WBSM app. And that's thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. They make sure that that app stays cutting-edge technology. We that That's what's so great about that app is that they're always looking for ways to make it better. They're always taking suggestions from you as a way to make it better. In fact, if you have the app and you have suggestions, just open it up and there's a feedback option in the menu and you can send that in and you'll, you know, I'm serious about this. They take those suggestions and discuss them internally it's they don't fall on deaf ears they take those suggestions very seriously and they look at being able to add in some of the features that you suggest and a lot of the features that are there have been suggested by people that are actually app users so don't be afraid to send in those feedback requests uh, feedback statements and see see what happens you know you might put in an idea that becomes the next great app feature so yesterday we had mayor mitchell on uh during this hour for his regular weekly appearance midweek with the mayor. And he talked about the draft complaint against the MBTA. So it's it's not a lawsuit as of yet. It's kind of like here's what we're thinking and why we might file a lawsuit. Uh, as uh, Marcus explained when he talked to Mayor Mitchell after the State of the City address last Wednesday, the mayor didn't think that it would necessarily reach the point where it had to be a lawsuit that they think that they'll be able to to solve this issue ahead of time. You know, before it well, before it gets to that point. The mayor was very clear with us yesterday this will not impact South Coast Rail beginning as scheduled at the end of this year. I don't know if that timetable has changed at all. We certainly haven't heard anything about a delay in South Coast Rail so that it wouldn't be, you know, December of this year as they were predicting. My guess is that at some point we might hear that it might happen sooner than expected because we had um, a a pretty mild winter. And I I know that they were still out there doing work during the winter months. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe it's October, November. But the, the mayor was very clear that this will not impact that getting done, despite what those fake news reports were saying on on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. 
the the South Coast Rail to New Bedford continues and is on schedule, and this will not impact that in any way because they can, you know, whatever they have to solve, they can solve. First of all, they're going to solve it sooner rather than later because they've put a there, there's a date on when they're going to move forward with this, but also that's something they can figure out aside from this. And it's it, listen, they took the land; they're taking the land. It's just a matter of, is the compensation fair for what they've taken? And you heard, I know that when I heard uh, Representative Chris Markey on, he said that the mayor was risking these 30-year relationships for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Difference between what the MBTA is offering for this land and what Mayor Mitchell is saying should be paid for the land. As Mayor Mitchell said, it's not hundreds of thousands of dollars it's millions of dollars and that it's his job as the mayor to make sure that if you're taking land from the people of new bedford that they are getting a fair price for that land and i think that's been you know it's probably confusing a lot of people there's a lot of people who probably don't understand you know how eminent domain works and all that but as the, as the mayor explained yesterday they have to offer fair market value for that land. That's that's part of what allows them to take that through eminent domain. And that they had a separate private appraiser appraise that land and it's valued much more than the MBTA has offered. So we'll see how much more they pay. Will it be exactly what that evaluation is? Maybe not, but it sounds like Mayor Mitchell is willing to compromise but he's not going to roll over for a half a million for a property that is worth millions. So we'll keep following along with that and, and see where it goes. But it's it's very interesting because I, I don't know. Like I would I would want as much as I could get for it, and I don't think I would just be happy to say, yeah, I'll take that because you know I just want to get the train here. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Tim. It's Bella. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Great to talk with you. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, on the app problems that sometimes we have, and I and I didn't want to app message you because I think it would be too complicated, but when I'm listening to WBSM on my phone through the app, every time that my phone screen goes on sleep, the radio station stops. So when you know when you're not using your phone and it goes on black? Mm-hmm. The, the screen, what what can I do to stop that? Because if I walk away, so what I have to do is every once in a while when I remember, just tap my screen so that it doesn't go on that sleep mode. So I'm, I'm, guessing, means- I'm guessing that you, you're leaving it on the screen of where it's playing the stream, right? Right. So, so the WBSM um, app is on, mm-hmm. on my screen. But then after 10 minutes, because that's the most that my phone will let me do, after 10 minutes, if I'm not touching the phone and there's nothing going on, it goes on that sleep mode. So it goes onto the black screen. So what? Once it does that, then the, the, the radio station stops playing until I open it up again. Let, let me just open up mine so I can make sure I describe it correctly. So you're listening to the stream and, oh, hold, hold on, let me just get through the ad. So you're on the page where it's actually, you know, it has the WBSM logo and Correct. it's got the play button at the bottom. Yeah. And and you can pause it and all that. Okay, what I would recommend doing, and this is this is what I do when I listen, when you're on that screen, yeah. hit, hit the button. Do you have Android or iPhone? Android. Okay, so there's a little button at the bottom that will allow you to go back. 
hit that yeah. back button. No, You have to wait until the ad's done playing at the beginning and it's playing our stream directly. But once yeah. you get to that page, hit that back button. What that's going to do is that's going to minimize the player on your phone and allow you to do other things on your phone while that's playing in the background. So you'll still hear it playing. And then that way there, when the phone goes into sleep mode, it'll still keep playing. Okay. All right. Because it's like, that was like the most annoying thing. I'm like, Jesus, I forgot to tap it again. Yep. So, I, so, so like I'm, when I'm listening in the shower, for example, you know, I have to put the phone, you know, I put the phone in the windowsill so it's close to me so I can hear it. And I, that's what I do is I open it up, I hit play. Once it starts playing our stream, I just hit the back button and then I just close out my, you know, I close out my phone, put it back to sleep and it works perfectly fine. Okay. I'll try that. Thank All you. Right. Let me know uh, if it doesn't work thing, and, and we'll and, figure something else out. Perfect. Another thing with uh, Mayor Mitchell, he is absolutely right to go for every penny that we deserve. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to do it if it was your land yes, and the MBTA yes, was and coming and taking your own land? You'd want that. Correct. And I can't believe that anybody else would be like afraid. No, they're not going to back up. We're, we're in too deep now. So they, they want it to go through. So it's going to go through and they need to pay whatever the whoever's land they're taking. They need to pay value of that land. Yeah. And it seems it's been a pattern for them to to underpay for the for this land that they take. So. Well, because we've had wimps that haven't gone over them. So I'm glad that Mitchell is you know putting on his little big boy pants on and doing what he needs to do for the state, you know, and, and his uh, his people that he's representing. So um, I'm glad he's doing that. I'm actually more towards, uh, you know, Republican than Democrat, but I like I like Mitchell. I think he's doing a great job. So I hope he keeps it up and does his thing. I mean, everybody has problems and nobody's perfect, but uh, I think he's really, he's really trying to do the best he can for, for you know, and the tools that he has available for, uh, for himself. Sure. But he, I think he's doing a pretty good job, so I hope he keeps it up. All right. Well, thank you for the call, and thank you for being one of our most loyal app users. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> Take it easy. Uh, 508-996-0500. Yeah, so again, if you have that same issue uh, when you're on, the, and it works whether you're playing the live stream or whether you're playing one of the podcasts. If you just back out of the screen, it will basically what happens is it becomes a background player on your phone. And that's designed so that like if you're watching, if you're listening to like um, Spotify or, you know, Apple Music or any of these other things on your phone and you want to like look something up at the same time, you can do that. The only I have an issue with mine where YouTube won't go into the background. Um, which I know I could probably just go in and change the setting for, but I just keep forgetting to do it. So I, I understand that frustration, but I know that the WBSM app does go into the background and uh, you still have it so that if, if you are playing it that way, if you do have, if you have closed it out and it is playing in the background, your volume buttons on your phone will still control the volume without you having to open up your phone and change it. You can still use the volume buttons. And also what you can do is you can... Um, click on that at any time and have it open back up again to the full screen. So you you have that ability. You can pull it down from the top of your phone and let's just say you're listening to a podcast and you want to skip through part of the podcast because you heard it you heard that part live on the air so you're like I already know I already know this part. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and you want to hit that 30 second skip button, you can just pull it down and it opens it up. You don't even have to unlock your phone and open it up to the to the phone's wall, you know, the 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 phone's home screen, you can do it right there on your lock screen. So it's uh, it's really great, the functionality of it. And if you ever run into any troubles, again, just, you know, 
email me, Tim at WBSM.com, or shoot me an app chat message, and I'll help you figure it out. Let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Tim, if I can, just real quick, sure. and this is a matter of fact, because uh, I ran into the property owner of the railroad uh, property down there. That valuation, and there's three others, but that valuation alone is $2.3 million. You're, you're, talking, are, you're talking about on the Church Street area. No, and on the uh, uh, right next to the uh, Wales Street parking lot area. Okay, so down there, so you're saying that was one parcel was that's right. Okay, one parcel. Just because uh, I'd heard uh, a higher number, that's why I was asking. I ran into the the owner uh, a few bit days ago, early morning, and uh, he was talking about it with some other gentleman. Uh, so that that appraisal that was done by an outside firm is actually absolutely correct, and the mayor is absolutely correct. I don't know what, what the problem is with the state reps on this one. I mean, and don't forget, it used to be when, when the government has the right to, to do eminent domain, it was 125% of the value of the property because there was a piece in there for the inconvenience of the owner who may have had a business plan that got completely upset by the government by taking his property. Uh, now they're just going with full valuation, or they're supposed to be going with full valuation, and they just absconded from that. So uh, there's several million dollars here in valuation that the state's trying to get away with. And they have the right, but they have the responsibility to follow the law. Absolutely. And so, and some of the argument that was made, like I heard Representative Markey make the argument that, well, you know, I don't know that you should be pushing back on this because they were going to give you a $10 million bridge uh, over to the to the parking lot, and, and you pushed back on that, and they gave you a $20 million bridge instead. So so there's the millions of dollars that you're looking for right there. And, you know, the mayor said that those those things are, you know, exclusive from each other. Yeah. yeah, apples and oranges, crazy. Anyway, that, that's all for today. Thanks. All right, thank you. And, and that is an important thing to point out, that, yeah, yeah, they doubled the cost of the of the footbridge that they're building to access the parking lot and the station. Yes. But the reason why that happened is because the bridge that they said they were going to build was not an attractive bridge. It was not something that Mayor Mitchell felt should be what welcomes people into the city. So he pushed back on that and said, we have a different design that we would like to see happen. And that's the bridge that is going to get built now, and, and it's going to cost more. It's going to cost double. But that th- those things are separate because if they were going to build that bridge anyway, they were going to have this, this argument about what should it look like and what should be built there. So that doesn't factor into the taking of the land. You can't say, well, that's, that's like saying to somebody, I'm going to... I want to buy your car. And you say, okay, well, my car is $10,000. And they're like, well, I'm going to give you 500 But think about all those lunches that I bought you. You know, does, does, does that factor in? No. The value of the car is the value of the car. Because if you weren't going to, if you weren't going to sell that person the car, the car still had that value. Anything else that they're doing for you doesn't factor into what the value of that car is. And I think it's the same thing with this. You know, the bridge is the bridge. It's their fault, you know, for lack of a better term, that they tried to pitch you a bridge that was unattractive and utilitarian any utilitarian anyway. 
had they come at you with a more beautiful design, it would have been a higher price. So I think those things are exclusive, and I don't think you get to say, well, we're giving you a $20 million footbridge. Also, I mean, when you think about it, that's a lot of money for a bridge. But still, that's that's what it is. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I think the mayor has his point on this. I don't, I don't think he's wrong about the valuation, but having the whole state delegation, except for Tony Cabral, say, "Hey, wait a minute," you know, um, to me, they've got to deal with the people up there. And again, this is a matter of dialogue, okay? Which the mayor doesn't seem to have well with the city council, all right, or the state legisl- uh, the state legislators. Uh, again, he's got his points. He's right. And you just said, I think, something I just caught it, that the, the bridge is the bridge and the land is the land. Uh, I think in politics, not necessarily so. And I think that's what the state legislators are trying to warn him about, that, you know, if we don't play ball with this in the future when they go up there, and I don't care if you send God up there to represent you, uh, those people are just going to shut you down, okay? And I think that's what they're trying to bring out here. Maybe some conversation should have went on about this before it got to the papers. And that's not the mayor's fault. Somebody leaked it and everything right. like that. I understand that. So, uh, you know, there's no good guys or bad guys in this. I think they, they just got to try to get on the same page as this. Because down in the future, when you're looking for something from Boston, you might not get it, even though one thing is separate from the other. Okay. Uh, I know I watch OTR on uh, Sundays uh, on the record, mm-hmm. and it was mentioned by one of the commentators. I think it's uh, Virginia Buckingham or something like Birmingham, whatever. Okay, and uh, she's the Republican person at the end. She gave the mayor the award for the worst week because of this, okay, but because of his position. I don't think his position's wrong. I think this area always gets you know, made to be second class and everything. And I understand he's trying to fight for that. But I think you got to present a united front when you're going after this stuff. Uh, you can't lose your state delegators, uh, delegation uh, about this. Well, I, I agree that there probably needs to be more communication between those two sides ahead of time. The yeah. mayor did say that he did invite the delegation into the conversation and that they didn't take part in the call that happened. Well, again, but this always happens. You could have talked to them before you scheduled the call. This always happens, you know, even when he, the mayor was dealing with the city council. The city council say he don't return his calls. He says they don't return it. Uh, you know, they don't return their their calls. Uh, uh, again, you know, this is, this is kid stuff. Uh, you know, they, they've got to start talking and uh, getting on the same uh, page, the same team, and uh, to make sure that this, you know, can somehow not affect us in the long run if New Bedford looks for more state funding for whatever. And uh, I think the mayor's got his point. I know what it's like to live in southeastern Massachusetts and having Boston take us for granted and just kick sand in our face, so to speak, okay? And I know he's trying to prevent this, I understand that, but for all the state legislators, except for Tony Cabral, who lives right next door to the mayor, um, you know, uh, come out and say this is not good the way this was done, uh, you know, they got they got to talk. And, and to me, they, you know, they're not talking. And, well, I didn't take your call, you didn't take my call. And the same thing happened with the city council, you know. And, in fact, I was surprised that the mayor was able to get some of the councils to turn and not have those ballot questions go on there. So, 
you know, that type of work, whatever went on there, so that those counselors who were so united upon putting ballot questions on the, uh, that didn't mean anything on the, uh, in, in, on the, you know, for voters, uh, that, that, that type of stuff has to go on. It can't be uh, my way or the highway, uh, either way, you know, uh, for them or, or for him. But I, I just hope because of this that, uh, you know, New Bedford doesn't lose uh, a voice up there in the uh, state legislature or a number of voices. Uh, and I think that's what the uh, state legislators uh, are, uh, are trying to uh, bring out here. I hope they can get together on the same page. All right. Thank you so much for the All call. right, Tim. Tim, one other thing. Yes. Uh, I call you spooky. I, I'm not trying to uh, demean you in any way. I, 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 I don't, I don't take it. As, I don't well, take I had, it that way. I had heard somebody said, said that you know something about me mentioning you. Well, okay, stay spooky or something like that. And if you were fit, I, I don't want to do that. So uh, again, I want to have dialogue with you on this. So <laughs> yeah, no, I've never taken offense. Okay, to that. That, I just want to make sure I can continue to tell you to stay spooky. That's a that's a viable nickname for me. For okay, sure. okay, my friend. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, no, that's that's as far as I'm concerned, that's a term of endearment that's what that's what dirty deb called me every time i don't even think dirty deb said my name once i don't think she ever once referred to me as tim i heard her refer to to, to top cat as taylor before i heard her record i heard her refer to skeets as phil before i heard her use their real names i don't think i ever heard her call me anything but spooky and so, you know, every time anybody calls me that, warms my heart a little bit. Plus, I am spooky, so I like it. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in and take a break, be back in a few. And welcome back. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app or send us in your open line voicemail messages. And I was talking before about the uh, the mayor's comments yesterday regarding the MBTA draft complaint and how he doesn't think this is going to get to the point of it actually being a lawsuit that is filed. So that means that he has an indication that the MBTA is willing to come back to the table on this and that they're going to be able to, to reach an agreement on this. So I don't know that it even is the danger of blowing up those relationships as it's being characterized. If the MBTA is willing to come back to the table. Now, also, the MBTA is probably licking its wounds a little bit from the other lawsuits that happened in which they they lost and they had to pay significantly more than they were originally offering for some properties. So I think that they're probably in a position where they know that what they did wasn't right, per se. What they did definitely was not in the best interest of the city of New Bedford. And they are working, sounds like working to resolve that. So Mayor Mitchell's confidence in it not having to go so far as it being a lawsuit, not having to impact the work actually happen, happening, makes me think that the MBTA is probably thinking to themselves, yeah, we got called out on this one. So I don't know that it will necessarily impact those relationships. If anything, wouldn't you kind of say it should make the lawmakers who represent New Bedford a little bit leery about dealing with some of the folks that they've dealt with on this issue over the years because they 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 should be saying the same way the mayor is saying, you tried to screw us. Like, okay, I understand that we've been trying for 30 years to get this rail system to, to come down to the south coast, but 
like, did you have to screw us on the deal? Because I don't know how you can look at it and not think that. If you're talking about millions of dollars difference, doesn't this feel to you like, just shut up, New Bedford, and take what we're giving you? You're already getting a train. Be happy with the $480,000, whatever it is. It's like four seventy, four eighty. I forget the exact number. Be happy with the just under half a million that we're giving you. Don't worry about those other millions of dollars that the land is worth. You're getting a train. And I think Mayor Mitchell's been pretty clear about never wanting, as much as he wants to make sure that South Coast Rail happens, he never wants it to be you know presented that way. He, he feels like the region deserves a train and that it shouldn't be, hey, we gave you a train. What else do you want? 508-996-0500. I think that that's an important thing to look at is as much as the delegation is saying, you're making our job harder by doing the things that you're doing. The mayor could also say, well, you're making my job harder by not sticking up more for New Bedford in this regard. And, and, and again, that's not a knock on the on the local delegation. They do a lot of great things to get a lot of money brought into this area for a lot of projects. They, all of them, every single one of them. So it's not a matter of, 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 of that. It's just that in this particular deal, in this particular negotiation, this particular dispute, you could say that... Well, then maybe they didn't stick up for the city as best they could if, if, if they weren't getting them more money for the land. And so I wonder, did they know? Did they know how low of a payment they were getting and what it should have been? But I think that it, it kind of can work both ways in that regard. The bottom line is it seems like this is going to get resolved. The mayor seemed to... to to be of the mindset that it would get resolved. And as he said, it's certainly not going to affect the train coming here. It didn't shut down construction of South Coast Rail, even though there was that bogus report that was going that was going around on Tuesday, which Kate did a great job writing the rumor killer on. It's still happening. It's still coming in. And again, it all, you know, there's that caveat. We'll see when it comes in how much people utilize it. But the bottom line is trying to get fair value for the land that's being taken by eminent domain is not going to slow down the project, nor will it stop the project. It's funny because when that fake story went out, I was kind of following the comments that people had on the outlet that had posted it. And... Like, there was a lot of people who were like, well, not surprised. Of course, we're not going to get it. You know, I moved here 20 years ago because they said rail was coming. And uh, so, of course, it's going to take another 20 years to get it. Now, obviously, these folks probably didn't read the story. Or, you know, they see an outlet reporting it. And so they're like, well, it must be true or else they wouldn't be posting it. So they're commenting on, you know, incorrect information. But it it shows the mentality that people have about it. Like there are people who still think that this is not going to happen. There are still people who think that there's no way that come December or maybe earlier 
maybe a little bit later, depending on how things go. But that sometime, that a year from now, they would be able to get on a train in New Bedford and go to Boston. There are people that refuse. They call into the station and say as much. They don't believe that it's going to happen. Despite the vote last year, despite the work being done, despite the fact that construction is going to be beginning on, on the stations, and it, 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 they, they could be looking at a brand new train station built with a train on the rail next to the platform and Governor Healy standing there getting ready to get on for the first ride. I mean, maybe, maybe Charlie Baker will have to come back and take that ride too. But they're going to see all of that happening and still say, yeah, but the train's not actually going to happen. Because they just have invested themselves so much in believing that New Bedford and Fall River can't get something like that. 508-996-0500. I'm, listen, I, as I've said before, I don't want to be the first person to ride that train. But I, I wouldn't mind being the second. I wouldn't mind being on the second trip that goes there. Will I use it a lot? Probably not. But would I use it? Yeah, I think so. Just as an example, we were giving away the Boston Calling tickets. That's at the Harvard Athletic Complex. I'm going to the show myself. I'm, I would consider taking the train. I'm considering taking the train from Lakeville rather than trying to find a place to park up at Harvard. I'm thinking I'll take the train from Lake. You know, it's it's early enough. I don't know how late it's going to get out, but I'm sure they'll still have train service. I'll have to look. But I would utilize it for that, and that's going to be three days in a row. So whatever that costs, say eight bucks, twelve bucks a ride. I don't know what it is, but that's going to be far significantly less than if I'm paying to park up there for three days and trying to find a space. And I think you'll have a lot of people that utilize it in that way. There will be some people that utilize it to get on every day and go to work and won't mind having to take a 90-minute ride. Or maybe they lament having to take a 90-minute ride. But it's still better. It's still a better option for them than driving. I still say for people that complain about the fact that it's going to take 90 minutes to get there, okay, but at the same time, if I'm in a car... Driving on the expressway trying to get to Boston, how long is that going to take me? Probably 90 minutes would probably be something you'd be happy with. You'd say, wow, the traffic wasn't too bad today. So I think it'll be worth having here. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, won't, I, don't, I, think it'll, I don't even think it'll be as popular as Lakeville. But I think it'll be worth having here. 508-996-0500, taking a break, back in a few. And phone lines are open for you at 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Uh, also, uh, a reminder, too, that uh, Marcus is back with South Coast tonight. He returned to the program last night after having to take a couple nights off with Jessica Machado doing a great job filling in for him. Uh, and you can catch him later on this evening with uh, always with a very interesting program. And keep in mind, too, that we are getting close to some local municipal elections and he's going to be having candidates on for some of those elections. So if you live in Rochester and Mattapoisett, and I'm trying to think of who else has um, 
you know, springtime elections coming up. But I know, you know, the school committee is a is a big discussion going on in in the Tri-Town area. And I know that he's going to be having on some candidates for that. Uh, there's some discussion going on. Uh, you know, I was sent a screenshot of of something last night of a school committee member on the Rochester School Committee who, as they're trying to say, hey, we're looking to pull these books out. We, we don't want these books available to kids. It's nothing against LGB, LGBTQ plus people. We just don't think that the books are, are proper for kids to see. This person in a Facebook group posted a big long rant about how gay people shouldn't exist. That it goes against God's plan. And like, so how can you sit there in front of the the public and say, no, this is nothing against LGBTQ plus people, but then post something that shows that you you are against them. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, because the same issues, the same topics that are popping up in schools, uh, school systems, school committees across the country, they're here locally as well. And uh, you have the influence of the Massachusetts Family Institute getting involved in some of these races and backing some of these candidates. Uh, you have, you know, certainly folks from other towns who have the same ideal ideology they're getting involved and, and backing some of these candidates. So the stuff that you're seeing happening on the nightly news and other places, it is happening here locally. So if you live in the Tri-Town area, you're probably familiar with it. But if you're not, it's certainly something that I think you'll find of interest as Marcus has these candidates on and talks to them about what is going on in the schools. You'll find a lot of common threads. Even if, again, even if it's not your town, you'll find a lot of common threads with what your town is going through. So it's worth listening, even if you tune in and you're like, oh, Rochester School Committee, old Rochester School Committee, like, eh, that's that's not my town, so I don't care. No, these are these are topics and issues that are happening in every school system, and including the town where you live. So it's uh, it's worth giving it a listen, even if it's not somebody that you, you know, even if it's not an election that you are voting in. So tune into that each night, of course, 7 to 10, and also available via podcast. And, uh, and I think that you will find that... Um, you know, the, I actually find all the elections intriguing. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not like totally hyper focused on a lot of the minutia of it, like Marcus is. Marcus is, and and Chris as well. The two of them both, they're like encyclopedias of municipal government. They know all the ins and outs, and they know all the players, and they know everything that's going on. They know the issues, and and you know, I catch issues here and there that catch my attention in in different municipalities different communities. But there's nobody better at you know asking the questions of the candidates than than Marcus and Chris. So tune into South Coast tonight, later on this evening and all throughout the course of the next couple of weeks as they're getting these candidates on and they're going to be interviewing them and, and talking with them at length and giving them a spotlight. And uh, and of course, you know, it's it's fair time. It's equal time. They have everybody on, though they make the offer to everybody. They have the opportunity for everybody, and they keep it fair. They keep it agenda-free so that you, the voter, can make your decision without any influence from the host. And and I think that that – and again, not that hosts try to influence, but sometimes it can be there subconsciously, you know. But Marcus is hyper-aware of it. Chris is hyper-aware of it. 
And so they try to be as as fair. They try to just ask the question that the undecided voter would want to know the answer to. And I think if you use that as a as a help, not that shouldn't be your only election primer. You shouldn't just go based on what you hear on the air and go and cast your vote. Read the candidates' platforms. Go to the candidates' nights. You know, follow them on social media. Get to know them a little bit more. And you'll you'll be a well-informed voter and, and ready to cast your vote. Believe me, when it comes time for the November election here in New Bedford, you might the, the radio might be all the primer that you need because we're going to cover everything top to bottom. But uh, for some of these other community races, you're probably going to need to do some of the work yourself. But uh, certainly he will do a great job, and, and Chris as well, of getting you some of that information to get you better armed to go to the polls. Uh, you, know, you know what else can get you better armed for the upcoming summer season? How about reaching out to Precision Window and Kitchen? Because not only can they fix your windows, make sure that they all open for the summer, make sure that all your screens are repaired so that you can have the window open without letting all the bugs in. Not only can they do all of that, but some of you may be in the market for a new roof. Maybe some of that rain we had last week, you started to realize, oh, man, I, I see the I see the bulging tiles. I see, oh, look at there, it's starting to fall off and... You get underneath it and you say, oh, man, look at all this water damage. They can do roof replacements there. Maybe you want to put up some vinyl siding on the house because you, you just power washed it. You did a little spring cleaning on the outside and you thought to yourself, oh, this got to be an easier way to do this. There is. It's vinyl siding because you can usually clean that with a hose. You don't even need to go and get the power washer to do that if you keep up with it. They can take care of that, too. They can put vinyl siding all over your house. They have the materials to do it right here in New Bedford, right here in their shop. They don't have to wait for stuff to come in. They can get the job done faster than anybody because they don't have to wait for some middleman. They're they they they're the people that can get it directly done for you. They're the people that other companies go to to get the materials. So visit Precision Window and Kitchen at 1111 Acushnet Avenue. Take a look at some of the things that they offer. They have it all in the shop. And, you know, maybe you need to grab a hammer or some nails or, you know, a, a paintbrush or whatever. They have a bunch of those, too. Like, they've got all kinds of stuff there to help you with little home improvement projects. But really what they can do is they can show you all the materials they use so that when they come and do the job, you've already seen exactly what's going to be going up on your house. And you can talk with them about the process. They're very knowledgeable. They're very friendly. And I think you will really enjoy planning how to beautify and improve your home with them. So check them out, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's the place where you can see everything online. That's precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right, going to take our final break of the hour. Be back in a few moments. All right, that'll do it for me. Stay tuned. We got Barry coming up after Bill O'Reilly. Tomorrow on the program, we'll be joined as we are each Friday by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And uh, I believe joining her tomorrow is Councilor at Large Naomi Carney. And we'll talk about a number of issues going on around the city. We'll find out about some things going on with the council business. Uh, there is a council meeting tonight. Not a lot on the agenda um, that I think will be controversial, but certainly we can recap it tomorrow with the counselors as well. And remember, if you miss any part of this program, it's all available for you as a podcast at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app and wherever you get podcasts from. Until tomorrow, enjoy every sandwich. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.